Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. How do you make a radio ad for an 8K TV that conveys the feeling of 33 million pixels with over a billion shades of color hitting your eyeballs? This is the best we can do. Samsung Neo QLED 8K. Unreasonably good. This is Stacking the Box with NFL insider Matt Berteram and Mark Carmen. Tuesday, May the 18th, I want everybody to know that Matt Verderam is actually on vacation, but his dedication to stacking the box is second to none. This is your baby, Verderam. You were there when there was one listener, and that listener was Josh Hill, who you were talking to at the time. And now, hey, you don't. there is no taking time off for stacking the box, buddy, so good to see you on your vacation. That's right. That's right. I am here. I am excited to be here. And uh, getting a little break from landscaping the yard with uh, with my dad, who is 61 years old and is outworking me at, at a disgusting rate at this point. But uh, it is what it is. I'm soft uh, and I, uh, I, I, I write for a living. So it is what it is. I don't see you as anybody who could do anything other than push the lawnmower and pick up sticks. Like, I don't think, I don't see you cultivating. I don't see you curating. I don't see you yeah. uh, irrigating. Am I wrong? You, you know, you're not mostly. I, since we bought the house three years ago, though, I have learned how to do quite a bit. Like I, I, I do, uh, I do my own gardens and you know, they, they run all the way around the house. What? Um, that's right. I do. I do all my own gardens, man. Like, like um, tomatoes. No, God, no. Like, you know, just flowers. I mean, perennials, annuals, whatever. Make the house look nice. Um, I do. I, I mow the lawn. I'm not one of these people that hires the surface. I, uh, I, I can I can build a room inside. Like, I, I know how to drywall and sheet. I, I put up all the sheetrock. I know how to I know how to do all that stuff, you know, and, and, and uh, mud it and, and paint it and put the trim on and whatever. You know. You're like one step away from building an in-ground pool, buddy. I'm, I'm actually That's impressed. not happening. The insurance is way too high for the in-ground. Right. Neighbors got an in-ground. We'll use that. Uh, do they really? That's yep. no, you should be. I hope you're friends with them. That's uh, they're, that's they're a, amazing. They're, they're an older couple and they're hilarious. So, uh, you know, they're, they're awesome. That's a good neighbor to have. Hey, let's, uh, let's start with your chiefs today, pal. Tyron Matthew, he puts out the tweet. He doesn't expect an extension. He deletes it. Tweet fans are going nuts. You expect Matthew to be here. Kansas city loves Matthew. Can you calm the, uh, the chief masses? I think so. Look, I can tell you firsthand, like for a fact that they love Tyron Matthew. This is not one of these things where he's a good player, but there's a lot of acrimony and, they love Tyron Matthew. In fact, I remember before the Dolphins game last year, he had, I think it was a hip injury, had some kind of a nagging injury, kind of exacerbated during the week. And I was doing some work on trying to find out if he's going to be able to play that week or not. And I, I spoke to one source close to them who said, if every player we had was like Tyron Matthew, we'd never have to worry about anything. So that kind of gives you an idea of what they think about him. Now, does that guarantee that they're going to sign an extension? It takes two to tango, right? I mean, you know, they could want to sign him and the money could not work or the years could not work. I mean, that that's always possible on any extension. That being said, I would be floored if he is not signed to an extension. Flo- I mean, it would, it would really, in my opinion, take something where he's either asking for a crazy, like outlandish amount of money or – you know, like just an ungodly amount of years. And by the way, I'm not just putting this on him. Like, or it would take, you know, the Chiefs being incredibly cheap 
But if you look at Kansas City, they have a track record of keeping their star players. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Eric Fish, all these guys, Mitchell Schwartz, they've all gotten extensions in Kansas City. Every one of them, obviously Mahomes, right? You go on down the line. If you perform, this front office has shown, it will take care of you. He is as great as Mahomes is and as great as Kelsey is. It's a trio of guys who lead that locker room, and Matthew's the other one. Right. That's where I was going to go to. The dude's a straight leader, and I, us, and he's 29 years old. Ain't like uh, he's got 10 years left, but he certainly has some time left. And, Vernon, I don't know where you come out on this, but I do speak millennial at least a little bit here as I, you know. Not your first language. Yeah, I mean, I'm stretching here because, you know, I'm a lot closer to uh, the half century mark than I'd like to be here. But regardless, when I go through his Twitter, May 16th, he's retweeting the Chiefs. Happy birthday, my guy. They're talking about equipment director Alan Wright. That seems like he wants to throw some, you know, he's, he's retweeting the, tw- the Chiefs. He's talking about the equipment guy. That's deep in the organization. He puts in uh, the same day, I'm going to put my work in because that's all people remember, which I think he's telling you, hey, you may all think I'm distracted, but what I'm about is my work. Don't you worry. I'm going to be here. That's how I see millennial. Now I'm a little, I'm a little uh, concerned about his retweet of Demario Davis saying, if I'm betting on myself, then I'm completely doubling down. So I think part of him is telling you right there, Hey, if you don't want to sign me to a long-term deal, that's going to be on you, but I still want to be here. I think I'm speaking millennial correctly here. And you know, his, his last tweet, if we just fast forward to, uh, four hours ago as we're recording on Tuesday, more motivated than ever. So that to me sounds like, Hey, don't doubt me. I'm right here. I'm working harder than I've ever worked. I want to be back. So it seems to me that he's got his stake in the ground here. If I'm reading millennials correctly here, Verderan, but he's not hundred percent certain what's going to happen. Well, so here, here's how I see this. All right. So he is a three time first team, all pro, which Talk, forget the Pro Bowl. Okay, he's a two-time Pro Bowl as well. But the Pro Bowl's a complete waste of time. All Pro, first team, you can't be any better than that. He's made it each of the last two years. He's also on the All-2010s Hall of Fame team, which if you're on those teams, you're going to the Hall of Fame in all likelihood. You're overwhelmingly likely to go to the Hall of Fame. He's won a Super Bowl. He is a great player. He was the captain of that defense. Like, he's going to end up in Canton one day. And if you're the Chiefs, and you have designs on winning a Super Bowl going forward, I would argue that he might be the most important defensive player to sign. Maybe it's Chris Jones, but it might very well be Tyron Matthew. And for all that he does with the Chiefs, I would argue it is Tyron Matthew. Okay, He's missed one game over the last two years. And by the way, that game was a game that he sat out healthy because it was week 17 against the Chargers and meant nothing. So he's not missed a game due to injury, not only over the last two years in Kansas City, over the last four going back to when he was with Arizona, okay? He's a guy who has been nothing short of phenomenal for the Chiefs. He's had 10 interceptions over the last two years. Now, you start looking at safety contracts. Like, you start looking at what is he going to probably get paid. The highest overall value that a safety got was Landon Collins. All right, he got six years, $84 million. The same day, actually, that she signed Tyron Matthews. Nobody's even gotten more than 71 since Landon Collins. Nobody is getting that contract. That, con- that contract was ridiculous. If Washington could not avoid that thing tomorrow, they would do it. Now, he came in at 44-5 partial guarantees. 
but guaranteed it's signing. And this is a contract I'm going to use here as a little bit of a comp for Tyron Matthews, Justin Simmons. All right. Justin Simmons guaranteed money at signing. He's got the record for a safety 32.1. He got, uh, he got a $15 million signing bonus, which is tied with Landon Collins average money per year. Simmons got 15.2. He got a four year, $61 million deal. I think Matthew, and he's 27 years old, by the way. I think Matthew's going to come in right around 464, 35 million guaranteed. If I had to bet my house, that's where I think this comes in. Now, I think that guaranteed money is mostly pushed right toward the front of the contract so that those last couple of years are essentially team options. But I think that's where they're going to go with this. I think that's now the Chiefs made the hesitancy, if there is any, and I'm going to dig into this, I don't know yet, might be. Do they want to give them that extra that last year of that deal? But if you're the Chiefs, look, these things are team options at the end anyway. Right. It's all funny money. It's not the NBA where you sign a guy, it all counts, or same thing in baseball. In football, it's all about the guarantees. And if you did that contract, if you did four, six, four years, 64 million, 35 million guaranteed, all that guaranteed money is in the first two years of that extension. NFL money is stupid. Nobody understands it. You can, you can break it down as much as you want. Bottom line, and they're always can find creative ways. Do you, do you want Tyron Matthew on your team for another couple of years? Right. I, I think the answer to that is yes. Um, and I think you're right about Canton. And I think we should mention Verderam that when Tyron Matthew goes to Canton and you go to the ceremony before you go, you should use your lawnmower 4.0. And the way you do that is by going to manscaped.com. That's right. A proud sponsor of the stacking the box podcast. If you put in the promo code fans cited 20, you get 20% off, you get free shipping and you get their new trimmer, which was just released a couple of days ago. Verteram, I don't know if you've used the lawnmower 4.0, but I have, it is incredible. It is smooth. It takes care of everything you need down there. It's got right. It's, I mean, you're, when you're on vacation, there's nothing better than, um, spending a little extra time with the, the uh, ceramic blade, the skin save, all that. Yes, the lawnmower 4.0 gives you the – it's got the LED light. So, you know, if it's a little dark That's in right. the shower for you. By the way, waterproof. Love to do these things in the shower. Uh, hey, make yourself look good down low. Feel good. All of it. Lawnmower 4.0. Anything you want to add on that, by the way? No. Did you nailed it all? No, you thank nailed you very it. much. Uh, and we appreciate Water. you. Ma- Manscaped.com. Fansided20, the code. Uh, get yourself that lawnmower 4.0. Point oh, and look, I, I think you know for Chiefs fans that are nervous about this, and uh, I, I think you can feel fairly comfortable this will turn out. But you know, Kansas City has spent a ton of money this offseason. They have, they, yeah. So there's that too. I'll, I'll say this, and we can move on. I will say this very briefly. I am not privy to Tyron Matthew and how he deals with this contract. Okay, I'm not pretending to be. I will tell you this: most players, almost all players, they let their agents deal with their contracts. Okay, and when they have big news, the agents will come to them to, hey, you could sign off on this. Right? That's usually how this thing works. The agents deal with the GM. They deal with the front office. A lot of times, the GM's not even all that involved throughout a lot of the process. It's a lot of the cap management team. Okay, So, and of course, again, the GM has to sign off and whatnot. What I'm driving at is Tyron Matthew might be very in tune with everything going on in this contract. He might also just be sitting there and he not have heard anything from the chief personally. Like that, that stuff happens. Like when I reported Patrick Peterson was going to leave Arizona or that they were going to part ways, I should say, that it was going to be a splitting of ways. 
He went on his podcast the next day and was like, it's a rumor. I haven't heard anything from the team. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you're right. You haven't. But you're the last one to know. Like, it's the die's in the wall. You're not going to be back next year. That's the way this is going to go. And with Tyron Matthew, you know, and by the way, maybe his agent hasn't heard anything from the Chiefs. But I would not read into that. That is, I mean, a lot of these extensions get done in June and July in the, in the dead of the summer when there's nothing to do. I mean, any, anybody who's been around this league and even other leagues knows these contracts can come together in a day, in two days. I mean, I, I know it sounds weird because it's so much money, but really it's just about how it's structured. It's really all it is at the end of it. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Let's, uh, let's look at the rest Hold of on. the free agent market right now and Who's left out there, Verderen, that you think can have an actual significant impact? I think you're looking at a former chief as one of your guys, at least. I, I am, actually. You know, I was, I'm looking over the list of, of who's out there, and, and there's actually a few former chiefs. Steven Nelson being one, Austin Wright of the center being another. I'm looking at Justin Houston. Man has played very, very well over the last couple of years. Look, in Kansas City, 2017, played 15 games, had nine and a half sacks. 2018, only played 12 games, had nine sacks, though. He got cut from from the Chiefs because he was getting twenty two million a year, and they, they just could not afford him on, on you know nine sacks a season. Goes to Indy on a much more affordable two year twenty two million dollar deal. Has nineteen sacks and doesn't miss a game over the last two seasons, and he's very good against the run. By the way, also fun stat in the last two years has three safeties. Just just throwing that out there. Only had one his whole whole tenure in Kansas City. So just a kind of a crazy number, but a very very good player. And, and it's been a durable one here the last couple of seasons. That was the big knock in Kansas City was you just could not stay on the field. Um, he's been on the field. So whether that's been luck or a change in, in training or, or whatever the case may be, 32 years old, like, am I bringing him in to be my top pass rusher? I'm not feeling great about that. But if he's, a, if he's like your second pass rusher, it's pretty good. For sure. For sure. There, there's – a bunch of interesting names out there. I mean, I don't know where you come out on if Richard Sherman can still play, but that's that's an impact uh, locker room guy, I would think, for sure. Yep. Um, you know, we're talking about the, one of the, you know, f- future Hall of Famer, five-time All-Pro, all that. Uh, and I just enjoy Richard Sherman. So I hope he, he lands somewhere that'll be entertaining for all. What about Sheldon Richardson? I mean, you – he, pl- he, pl- he started all 16 games last year. People are wondering if he's coming back to the Browns. People are wondering if the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, I would think that would be a piece you would want back, but he's, you know, he's still dangling around out there. I would, I would think that somebody perhaps would be interested in a little depth on their offensive line, if nothing else. Uh, you know, that's, I, that's another name that I, th- I find to be interesting. Um, and for the record, going back to Justin Houston, I covered him when he came into the league way back in the day. Very likable guy, Justin Houston. So, yes. So well, there's for whatever that's worth. There's, there's not. I think it matters. And there's, you know, another guy out there's at the same, same position, Melvin Ingram. Um, Three time Pro Bowl, 2017, 2018, 2019. Last year, he's had seven games, no sacks. He was limited, but his tape shows a pretty good player. Um, he had seven sacks in 2019, seven sacks in 2018, 10 and a half in 2017. And his, Again, I look at him kind of in the same way I look at Justin Houston. Not a guy who I think like, okay, he's going to drive the pass rush, but as a secondary option, a nice one. I'll give you, again, I feel like, my God, there's just a lot of former Chiefs. But Prashad Breeland, the corner, 
a very good player, who, by the way, I reported last week, the door's still open with him returning to Kansas City. Even though they traded for Mike Hughes, it's still very possible he goes back to KC. Um, but he's another guy. Sherman, by the way, look, Hall of Famer, right? Like a great player and still very good when he plays. I just think with Sherman at this point, he's pretty much got to play in a cover three defense. I still look at him and think the Raiders make the most sense. And Gus Bradley's there. Gus Bradley was a coordinator in Seattle when, when Sherman was at his peak. And the Raiders need so much help. I, I still see him as going to the Raiders and playing along with Casey Hayward. And all of a sudden, now you have at least an intriguing secondary. But we'll see. He's still out on the market. All right. I want to move to our favorite topic of the day, which is where Verderam freaks out. What's going on with Tim Tebow and the Jaguars and Urban Meyer and his credibility taking care of his guy? Why is there so much... Uh... Like Urban Meyer is going to blow his whole coaching career before it even starts in Jacksonville because he's interested in perhaps making Tim Tebow a tight end and or quarterback on his roster. I, I hate this story so much that you want to lead with this in the podcast. I just absolutely I refuse to do it because I, I just I, I talked about this, by the way, with Jody McDonald and CBS Sports for like 15 minutes over the weekend. Um, and we both had the same take. So I feel I feel good about that because I respect Jody uh, quite a bit. Tim Tebow, in, during training camp, August 14th, is going to be 34 years old. Uh-huh. He played 35 games in the NFL. He started 16 of them, all quarterback. Okay? I don't know how, how to break this to everyone. He sucks. Like, sucks. He completed 47.9% of his passes. I mean, just a brutal quarterback. What was the one bomb that he hit that won a playoff game? It wasn't a bomb. He hit a 10-yard slant pass to Demarius Thomas, and the guy ran 80 yards with it. Perfect timing. Bang on the money. Tebow. stinks. Playoff win, Bergeron. Everybody's like, you know, he's just dual threat. He's a dual threat. First of all, first of all, he's 34 years old. Second of all, in three years, he ran for 989 yards. Lamar Jackson ran for more than that last season. Okay, this idea that Tebow is going to come in and just be this dynamic running back. No, he's not. Okay, especially at his, at his advanced age. And, of course, as everyone knows, the man's not even playing quarterback. He's coming out for tight end. Well, let's go. Let's look at this. How many career catches does he have? Oh, look at that. Zero. He has one target, and he ducked when the ball was thrown at him. So that's where we are with Tim Tebow, the tight end. Look, this is all about Urban Meyer placating his guy who he went to who he went two natties with at florida okay and he's bringing this guy in and he's got approval from ownership because ownership's like well shit we can sell a whole bunch of jerseys and ain't nobody buying jerseys in jacksonville so we can go out and we can get a whole bunch of jersey sales with him and lawrence we can plaster 15 all over the place and as our friend jeff schwartz pointed out guess who's three games away from an nfl pension okay so that might be another part of this like, and I, whether it is or not, who knows, but it is interesting. Could be. Like, the idea that Tim Tebow needs to be in the NFL is the biggest joke. And then you get the people who start screaming, and I'll shut up in a second, who start screaming about, well, what about Kaepernick? Look, two separate issues. Kaepernick clearly deserves to be in the league more than Tim Tebow, okay? But when people start doing that, I, I can't take them seriously because it's disingenuous. Like, Kaepernick clearly deserves to be in the NFL. He's not in the NFL – because he's a marginal starting quarterback who to a lot of fan bases, there's a segment of them, whether you feel that way or not, who would not want to see Colin Kaepernick with their team. 
Okay. And that's the reality. Now it's, I don't think that's right, but it is what it is with Tebow. The Jags look at him and say, he's got a hell of a lot more value to us than a Kaepernick or anybody else because he won two championships an hour up the street in Gainesville. He can sell jerseys. He'll put asses in the seats because people are dumb enough to think this is going to be a career revival. And then it's going to be like, Oh yeah, look at that. He's on punt duty. And that'll be it. So if he was coming in, just for the record, we're going to make Tim Tebow the placeholder. Uh, uh, I, I could hear it. Quick timeout. Stay with us. You are listening to Stacking the Box. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. I'm out here to give tight ends across the nation a moment of respect. Everyone thinks that they could just segue over to tight end. I, you know, he's a big guy. Just put him at tight end. He he, he could catch the ball and he could do a little bit of block. It's just not that easy of a position to play. Hey, kill, make sure this 300 pound guy doesn't get to the quarterback. And by the way, go out there and run around, catch the football, and then maybe get a little yak too. Tim Tebow is a great athlete. And I give him credit, by the way. Anybody who's just will do literally anything to keep their athletic career going, go play baseball, be in the minor leagues for the Mets, milk that for as poss- as long as you possibly can when everybody knew he had no chance of ever getting there. But, hey, he, he, he did pretty damn in- – he, he did well for himself for somebody who hadn't played baseball. Nobody, yes, go ahead. Nobody has ever, ever done more at the professional level and been more atrocious than Tim Tebow. I mean, really. Like, you, you look at him, oh, my God, God, look at him in the minor leagues. He was terrible. He was terrible. No, no, hold on, hold on. Give me Tebow's numbers. Okay, so. You have them? If, oh, yeah, I got them. So, if we're going to run this down, Tim Tebow, Scottsdale, Arizona Fall League, 2016. Okay, now only 19 games, but here's where we start. Hit 194, 296 on base. Okay, 2017, he's, he's – uh, He's a he's an A ball. Okay, he's an A ball. He goes and hits in 126 games, 226, eight homers. Then he's at he's at high A St. Louis. Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Then he goes to double A at 30 years old for no clear reason at all. Has 298 bats. This is the only year he's worth anything. Hits 273. Right, like a yeah, he. I mean, that's a good year at Double A, and, and then goes to Triple A and promptly hits one sixty three over two hundred sixty five plate appearances. Okay, he right, had but- one year. I'll give him Double A. Had a nice season, other than one year in Double A, and and the three years in the NFL, he has been absolute horrific nonsense, and has gotten paid every step of the way. No. College, one of the best college football players ever. I'll never take that away from him, right? Like, no one would argue that. It's reasonable. He has sucked professionally outside of a hundred and some odd at bats at Binghamton his entire life, and yet somehow is just still getting checks. See, hold on. How many guys in the NFL could go play four years, three years, rather, of minor league ball, 
on four teams and hit 18 homers driving over a hundred runs. I don't, you know, hit, hit over 200, hit 223 for his career. I mean, this is a ridiculous, he had 48 doubles. I mean, you're right. This is a, like a, a lot of guys could not do it in the NFL, but guess what? He shouldn't have been in the NFL in the first place. He was terrible. He, he has no business in either one of those sports professionally. Zero. Verderam, as far as all-time athletes go, somebody yeah. who he, – he's in the – I mean, he, he's in the team photo. This guy's unbelievable. He's in the team photo. He's not Brian Jordan. He hold on. What world he, do you live in? Bro, okay, name 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 football and baseball players have had a better career. Dion, no doubt. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Brian Jordan. Who else? Can you think of any I'm, others? Well, not too many guys played both. First Danny, of all, he never he never played with the Mets for the right. It's not like he ever got John Elway. John Elway was great at single A in, for the Yankees. I mean, Danny Ainge had a cup of coffee in the Blue yeah, Jays system. Danny Ainge. Right. I mean, Brian Jordan. Um, but okay. Like but, somebody else I'm forgetting, but regardless, my point, he, Carm, he was atrocious in both of them. It's, right, not, like, he, it's not like he was really good in one. Like I'd give him a pass if he was great in one. He just never really panned out. Now, like Michael Jordan was not a great, was not a great baseball player, but he's Michael effing Jordan. Yeah. And he had 267 in the following. Let's just get that on the record here. Uh, he was on his way. Damn it. But this whole thing, like I, I get your point that at 34 years old, Tim Tebow does not belong on an NFL roster, and it's ridiculous. However, the vitriol on Tebow, it's like, just give the guy a little bit of respect here. He was a national champion quarterback in college. He so won was a Chris Leak. Say again? So was Chris Leak. Who cares? <laughs> and Chris Leak's not getting any looks. You, Verderam. Vince he, Young was a better quarterback by a mile than Tim Tebow. Right, right. He listen. He it was an elite leader. Get everything out of his ability. Come to work. Do it the right way every single day. Squeaky clean. Tim sure, Tebow. No argument. Right. So, but he but, he. You know what this vitriol? I think at least for me, he's on this ninety man roster. And he's not going to take a job of anybody who, like, really honest God matters. But, dude, you know how many guys there are who would do anything for that spot, who have worked their asses off? Tim Tebow hasn't played football in nine years. Quite honestly, I think it's selfish of him, if I'm being honest. No, I think no, it's no. selfish. He, he's allowed Go to, home. He's allowed to keep going if, if someone's going to give him opportunities. I mean, hey, I get that. I'm, I'm not saying he's in the wrong necessarily, but it's just like, bro, give, it, give this shot to a guy who's 22 – who needs a job, who's worked his ass off his option. Tim Tebow's coming off the baseball field after he, he couldn't hit his weight at AAA. And now it's like, oh, well, I'm going to get a chance because it's Urban Meyer. If his name was Mark Carmen or his name was Barry, you know, whatever, Edmonton, he would not get a look in the world. Right. He didn't look for one reason because 15 years ago, he won two titles an hour up the street. That's it. Right, right, right. Not because life, his talent merited. Li- life's not fair. He, but he, he built his name. He created his brand, and he. That's why they're still interested in him an hour up the street. Uh, by the way, just just for for full transparency here, Verderam does the rundown every week, and on this rundown, Tim Tebow's been in front of everyone's face for thirty years. It feels like you spelled Tebow T E B O E. 
which just shows oh, you. Oh, there's an E next to the W. It, calm down. You you have a vendetta on Tebow. You are a Tebow hater. Tebow is coming for you, buddy. You no, you, you belong in prison. I, the, e, the E's next to the W on the damn keyboard. The E's next to the W? It's true, it is. It is. Yeah, but you... you it was stri- a damn mistake. You, you didn't I'm even a two-time to- spelling bee champion, by the way. You go to hell. Is that true? Yeah, yeah it is true. Fifth and sixth grade, baby. That's um, that's unbelievable. You you hate a plaque, in my, a plaque in the school still there, Matt Verderan. If, if there's one if there's one thing I want to see in 2021 NFL is Tebow make the Jacksonville Jaguars roster and him catch a touchdown pass. That'd be amazing. That would that would be amazing because he's never going to do that. But he might he'll make the team. You watch. Oh, he'll make I, that team. I don't he'll think he'll be some H bag gunner who gets in there for three plays and everybody down in Duval can go out and buy his jersey. For $150 and then watch him go out and try to take a run up the middle. And Darius Leonard just absolutely smokes him two yards behind the line of scrimmage. That, that's where we'll be in September. Fan sided on the road covering the Jaguars. Why are you here to see Tim Tebow? I, I can, I, I feel a video coming. Hey, uh, quickly, what do you see on the schedule? Anything catching your eye? Your Mr. Bears have a very unique schedule. No road trips, no home stands. They just alternate every game. Somebody told me it's the third time that's ever happened in NFL history. Found that fascinating. Also, real quick, um, so there's there's three teams that have three-game road trips, and I would have thought for sure that those would all be an NFC teams because this year with the eight road games for the AFC, nine for the NFC. Only the Cowboys, only the Cowboys have a three-game road trip in the NFC. The Colts and the Bengals are the other two teams. So despite having that unbalanced schedule in their favor in terms of home and away, Cincy and Indianapolis uh, eating it. Three-game road trip. I thought that was surprising. Let me just build on your Bears thing for one second. They play five national TV games. Five of them. They, they Better open- see Justin Fields, baby. Yeah, I- ain't nobody, nobody staying up late for Andy Dalton. Well, which is why four of them are in the second half of the season. Right. So the NFL schedule makers are literally making predictions on when Fields is going to play and that the Bears are going to lurk around. And even if they suck, they'll at least have a quarterback that we'll be able to talk about. So, yes, we're putting the Bears on opening night against the Rams so we can, and who knows, maybe Justin Fields will be playing. I'd be highly, highly surprised by that, but you never know. And then late in the year, four of them, including Thanksgiving with the Lions. Uh, which, by the way, somebody somebody should call the police on the NFL for that game, right? Like, he better be playing. Because if he's playing all over it, if we get Jared Goff and Andy Dalton on Thanksgiving, really, there should be criminal charges filed. And by the way, since your team plays there every year, is there a duller stadium in the world than Ford Field to Detroit? There is no energy. It's dark. It's drab. Like at least, at least you know U.S. Bank in Minnesota, nice state. Like at Ford Field, like it looks fine from the outside, but there is no energy. Now part of that is the Lions have put their fans in a coma over the last sixty years, but man, it is just God that place. I was the Chiefs played there a couple of years ago, and it was like playing in a morgue. There's just no energy. It was it was almost bizarre. Bring back the Pontiac Silverdome, baby. Uh, you know, right. but but mostly, listen. When they had Barry running around, things were alive in Detroit. Remember when they imploded the Silverdome and it didn't go down? I do remember that. I loved the Silverdome. That <laughs> the Silverdome was and look. The Silverdome was a lot of history. 
it, it's WrestleMania st- there. You had the you had the, the Pistons. All those right. years. people forget they played there. You you had a Mother's Day Jordan twenty one to twenty seven. There you uh, go. Fifty nine point performance in the Silverdome. I mean, come on. You had people forget they played in the Silverdome. But they played and, there for a long time. And huge crowds, huge crowds. But yeah, eleven thirty Thursday, November twenty fifth. But they, they've got the Packers on a Sunday night. They got Minnesota on a Monday night. They've got uh, you know you got you got you got prime time on it. They got the Steelers on a Monday night. Bears. Yep. Bears. So, so okay. also one thing real quick on the schedule: the Dolphins go to London and then they play the next week. That is wow. brutal turnaround. I don't think it's ever happened before. So that is that's rough if you're in Miami. That right there feels like the future but the future that's never actually going to happen i mean could you ever see a team being in london permanently uh i can't man i can't i get it like i get the whole market thing you know how hard it would be for them to get free agents to go there i feel like the team would never be good man and i feel like after a while interest would wane because it would never be good i mean it would be because you're talking not only you're moving to another country, you're moving to another continent, you're moving to a whole nother system of living. And then on top of that, oh, by the way, you're playing the Niners on the road this week. I hope you enjoy your 16 hour flight to San Francisco. Yeah, that part sucks. But like, let's say you're the Dolphins. Okay, fly to London, fly to play the Seahawks. Oh, it's I mean, brutal. I mean, what's I, I think the NFLPA would go nuts, man. I, I don't think they're ever going to do that. I think you'd almost have to build like, a division over there. And I just I, I that becomes such a logistical nightmare. I don't think we're going to see expansion for a long time in the NFL. I think we're kind of to a point here where, where, where would they expand to? Like, forget forget England, like in the continental United States. Where are they going? You know, I, I hear you, but like what I what I'm saying is like, what's the flight from New York to London? Is that eight hours? Yeah, six? I was going to say eight. I think yeah. so. So New York to LA is what seven, six? At least six and a half. So, I mean, that's not a huge difference, but right. You can't, the the whole league is not just on the East coast. As far as like players playing there, I'm hearing more and more guys. Like I was listening to uh, our guy, Rajan Rondo on a podcast. And he's like, I'm so happy that I played all over the league. Like it originally I was with Boston. I'm just, you know, I I thought I could be a lifer and just be here, but I'm glad that I played in Chicago and Sacramento and LA, you know, experience the world. If you had an opportunity to go play in London, I mean, it'd be different, but that'd be that'd be a hell of an experience. And you're still in the NFL, and you're not, you know, in in some rogue NFL league, sure. or rogue rogue football league, is trying to make money. Uh, but we just went way off the beaten path here. But that's okay. Uh, last one in our into the future here. Are you you got Miami in the playoffs, Verdram, on May the 18th? You know what I do? I uh, I picked them to go 10 and seven, and I gotta say I feel shaky about it because I I do not love what I saw it too. But um, yeah. I got him. To, the the problem in the AFC is I think the AFC is, is is you can make a case for a lot of different teams. Like in the NFC, I feel like it's just very top heavy. In the AFC, look, the Chiefs are on their own tier. I think Buffalo's on its own tier, and then you get to like Cleveland, Baltimore. If you believe in Wentz, Indy, I don't believe in Wentz, so I, I have concerns there. The Chargers, but although you got to believe in the coach, like. Once, to me, you get past those top four teams in the AFC, you could make a case for nine teams, eight teams, and you could really feel somewhat good about it. But I'll make the case for the Dolphins. I love the coach. I love the defense. I believe in the weapons. I think they will spoon-feed Tua enough to get themselves to 10-7. and seven. So I'm just thinking 
if you were to rank NFL quarterbacks right now, he'd be in the bottom third. Bottom third. Bottom I, third. Yeah. Bottom. As far as starters go, I'd say bottom ten percent. Who? What starters are worse than him? Well, you know, you don't know about the rookies. Although I'd put Trevor Lawrence ahead of him right away. Right. So, I I don't know about the rookies. Um. You want to put you, you want to put him ahead of Cam? Okay. I was just going to say Cam. Cam Cam's completely done. To you me. want to put him ahead of Carson Wentz? Yes, Carson Wentz is brutal. He's got a, he's got more upside, I think, than Tua to bounce back quick this year. But he was terrible. Sam Darnold. Yeah, he's better than Sam Darnold. He, he's also. I better don't. Than, I don't know if he, from the record. I don't know if he's better than any of these guys. He may. Well, we're gonna find out. I don't know. Like he he's better at this point than Daniel Jones. I think. Because Jones is a turnover machine. Like, I mean, not by the numbers, he's nowhere close. Well, but he well, it depends on the numbers you're looking at. He turns the ball off like crazy. But that look, let's let's we're on the same page though here. Yeah. He is he is the anchor to their playoff hopes until proven otherwise. But I like the way the team is built. I mean, they they didn't have a quarterback last year and went 10 and 6. So I think you know that that team is just doing a nice job of being built. And I think that he's at least I, I, I'll put it this way. I do not think he's going to be greater by great by any stretch. I think he will be better. And I think better is good enough to get them in the playoffs. Now I don't think I don't think better is good enough to get them deep in the playoffs, but I think better is good enough to get them like a six or a seven seed. No, I mean he was a rookie, and look, he, it's weird year, play, all that stuff. Weird year, all that stuff. But just for the record, quarterback rating was eighty-seven. That puts him twenty-sixth. He's right there with Nick Mullins, Cam Newton, Nick Foles. That's who's in that range. Daniel Jones is thirtieth, by the way. So uh, if we're just going by QBR. He's ahead of Jones. He's ahead of Drew Locke. Um, he's ahead of Darnold. So, but I, I just, I don't know. I did not like the, the throwing motion. Just weirds me out more than anything else. It just, it looks like he's short arming everything. It, I just, I don't, I don't see it. But maybe I'll, maybe I'll be proven wrong here. We shall see, as they say in the podcast world. Uh, real quick, in or out? 49ers have the best chance to go from worst to first. I think they do. You know, I was thinking about this. I think they do. Um, now, that's a, kind of a stretch in the sense that that's a really good division, right? But I think the Niners are an excellent team that just had a lot of injuries last year. But that team has a ton of talent. So I do like them because if you go through the list. Look, the Lions aren't doing it, okay? The Eagles, to me, are not doing it. Although you could make the case you want to because the division stinks. But I just think Philadelphia is a complete rebuild at this point. The NFC South didn't Carolina to do it. I'm not. Or excuse me, Atlanta. Atlanta to do it. Atlanta is interesting. Like if, if Brady and company get old. But, man, Atlanta's got to win something. Every year we talk about how Atlanta's good. I picked them as a sleeper last week. But, like, am I picking them to win that division? That's a stretch. Um, I'll tell you who I actually thought about. But I just, I'm not picking them because the coach is Jacksonville. You don't believe in Urban, really? I think he's going to be fired or quit after before he play, he coaches his 25th game in the NFL. I'm wow. Okay, I, I I don't. I'm not that down on Urban. He's been successful literally everywhere he's ever gone. What makes you What yeah. makes you think he's going to suck in Jacksonville? Because they're all college stops. He's never been in the NFL ever. And I know. I'll give you – honestly, here's why. He hires that strength coach from the University of Iowa 
who they have to who he resigns the next day because the guy was alleged to have had a million racial incidents back in the day. Wasn't great. Right? Like you can't do that. Then he gets no credit from Lawrence because anybody, of my course. daughter would have drafted Trevor Lawrence. Of course. 25th but he, but, overall. Man but he has a, Trevor Lawrence. But go I, ahead. I get it. I get that. Man drafts a running back. And with the 25th overall pick, they have James Robinson, by the way, great product here of Rockford, Illinois. Goes, who played great. He's going into his second year. They drafted a running back. Urban Meyer comes out afterwards and says, well, he's your third down back. He's your third down back. You took him 25th overall. He better be more than your third down back. And then a couple days ago, rookie camp is like, well, we might make him a receiver at times. What are you talking about? Like, you're not playing Purdue, bro. You're playing against the best guys in the world. Like, Travis Etienne might be a phenomenal talent. I think he is. But this idea that you're just going to split him out, then that's all right. Like, really? You think that's just okay? I, it comes off to me, and I have nothing against her. I've never talked to him. I, I hope it works out, but I, it comes off to me as like, you think you're the smartest guy in the room. And I feel like a lot of college coaches come in and do that. Like Chip Kelly was like that. Spurrier was like that. Saban like that. And it's all fine and dandy until you get your ass kicked over and over and over. I mean, who other than Jimmy Johnson, who has ever worked out coming in from college? It's it's a fair point. Listen, it's a hard transition for whatever reason, I, which is bizarre to me. Like, really? Different infrastructure. Totally different infrastructure. You're not recruiting. I, I, you don't, you're not the biggest man on campus. Yet. Like, Urban Meyer ran Ohio State. Ran Ohio State, ran Florida. Yes, and, and it's but it's also like, don't you know how to evaluate football talent? I don't think that's the problem though. I think it's like like Urban Meyer. His word is law in Columbus, in Jacksonville. Shaquille Griffin makes more money than him. It's a big bro. I don't care what you think, man. I don't care that you won titles at college. I don't care. This is the pros. I think it's a totally different deal. I think that's the. I think that's why. Guys have such a hard time making the adjustment. I got to tell you, there's a college coach who's also coaching in the NFL today who never really was a college coach, but Matt Nagy's a college coach. Hey, guys, let's, you know, it's just like you should be coaching a junior high football team. You, you know who's going to be a really good coach in college? Herm Edwards. I love Herm, Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards is, is going to be a very good coach at, at ASU, at Arizona State. He just was not an NFL coach, but he will do well there. Now, Pete Carroll, I, I, I'm remiss. He's an yeah, there's, interesting there's, guy okay. because he, he was a coach with the Jets and the Pats first before he was a co- head coach of college and, and a major program, okay? He had some success with the Pats after Purcells. They, they went to the playoffs few years, whatever, ends up, ends up leaving. Belichick ends up taking the job. Goes to USC, has an unbelievable stretch at US, USC, and then goes to Seattle and has been very successful. But it was his second go-around in the NFL, so it's a little bit different. He, he was an NFL guy coming up. And then he kind of returned after USC. Right. And his personality is so different than everyone else we named. Pete Carroll, I mean, he's got his ego, but he's also kind of this fun-loving Pete Carroll guy. That, these other these other guys, you know, they, they're more of what you're talking about. The Lord over it all, my word is final. And, and Pete's just not like that. Uh, it, it, he has that CS some of it, which is why we're seeing all the issues with Russell Wilson right now. But overall, it's just it's just a different personality. 
Let's pause for a quick second here so we can pay some bills. We're right back with Stacking the Box. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for sports stuff you definitely could not do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage for Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. All right. Hey, the Steelers are still a playoff team in the AFC. I'm out on this one. You are out. Let's just rip through these real quick. Uh, right, I, am, I am out. I think despite what Cam Hayward said on Good Morning Football on Tuesday morning about how Ben still has it, Ben decidedly does not still have it. So, uh, no, I, I think they will be you know, eight or nine win team. I think they'll be close because of Tom win and that defense, but I do not think they'll make the playoffs. Juju Smith-Schuster said the same thing to us, that Ben still has it. Um, yeah, we're betting against Ben here on Stacking the Box. The Broncos are a Super Bowl team with Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm in on them being a contender if they had Rodgers. He's not uh, going I wouldn't to like- Denver. If he goes there, I think they're a contender. If he doesn't get – no, I, I will say this, though. He doesn't make any team he goes to a contender. Like if he goes to the Raiders, they, they still are not a contender. They have no defense. Denver with Fangio can coach up the defense. So I'd say they're a contender. Would I put them as the favorite? No, I'd still take Kansas City. I might still take Buffalo, but I think Denver would be in that mix. I think Denver would be a very, very good team. How about 82-year-old Ron Wolf coming out and just blasting right, on just, Eric? Yeah, the hammer. I mean, Come on, it's, a diva, the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, settle down there, eighty-two-year-old Ron Wolf. We don't necessarily. Well, I guess we do. He made he made plenty of news with it, so they were right to go out and get his opinion. But uh, I mean, Ron, you don't, you didn't need to really jump in there on that one, but but he did. He's eighty-two. He doesn't care. Yeah, I get right. I guess. What the hell? Well, hey, listen. Fire away, Wolf, bud. One he, of the great GMs of all time. Say whatever true. he wants. That's true. Like I always laugh on like some nobody ripped Bill Polian. Because like he he thought Lamar Jackson wasn't going to pan out. It's like okay, look, he was wrong. I'm sorry. Do you have the the resume Bill Polian has? Like the man built the Bills into a Super Bowl team, built the Panthers from nothing into a team that got the AFC title game in two years, and then built the Colts into a champion. And yet, you know, Johnny Johnny B four five seven zero seven on Twitter is like, oh, Bill Polian, idiot. It's like, yeah, no, no, he can't evaluate. Right. No, we, we've all forgotten that Bill Pauline, one of the great team builders of all time, and Ron Wolf certainly belongs in that same category. Let's wrap up our in or out. It was an excellent uh, reminder that even the greatest are not always right. Nope. It's, cr- it's crazy to favor the Chiefs in every game this year. Some of their toughest games are at home. Like if they had played at Buffalo, yep. maybe right. you know, maybe they would have been an underdog. Toughest game, they are, and I and I will say because all the lines came out on Tuesday, they are a pick'em at Baltimore for the record. So not technically a favorite there, although obviously you know usually you get three if you're at home. I gotta say. Like now, look, I've already like our, our good buddy Matt Lombardo went on on the Matt Lombardo show, which of course is also in the stream. If you download and subscribe, and he said that he does not think it's crazy that they go seventeen and zero. Now I will push back on that and say I I love Lombardo. He's crazy. They're not going seventeen and zero, but I don't think it's crazy that they're favored in every game. Like show me the game they shouldn't be favored in, right? Like that's that's what we're driving at here. They're the only team in the league that's not an underdog in any game, and. 
I think that's fair. Like, I don't know what game, because if they're not going to be an underdog at home. And as you point out astutely, good for you, way to be awake on Tuesday morning, Browns, Bills, Packers, they're all at home, right? The only tough road game, at least on paper, the Chargers on a Thursday night, but they're not going to be dogs against the Chargers. The Ravens. And then who else? Like, there are other road games of Tennessee, Washington, Philly, in the division, um, you know, uh, Cincinnati. So I, I don't think it's crazy, even though obviously I do not think they're going 17 though. I think the main thing to underline here is that the Chiefs, like the Chicago – well, hold on a second. Am I, doing, am I counting this right? Oh, three, four. Okay, they've got six. Six prime times or five? Can I count here? Uh, five. Five. The five. They've got Nobody the has more than five. Five's the max. Five, the, the, the Chiefs and the Bears are in prime time an equal amount. Kind of amazing if, if you count Thanksgiving. Uh, look, if they get by Baltimore in week two – then you're wondering, do they get by the Bills in week five? And then maybe the Titans in week seven. Does Green Bay come in Arrowhead and beat them? Or whatever they're calling it now. Uh, you know, and then after that, I don't know, man. Give me a lot of wins in Kansas City this year. We, we know this. Undefeated. I'm all for it. I just, yeah. I can't say that I think they're, you know, yeah. that they're going to go 17-0 like our colleague Matt Lombardo does. But um, could I, I picked them to go 15-2. and two. Go big or go home. Way to go, Lombardo. You step Good out man. there, buddy. Good All right. Uh, Verteran, the NBA playoffs are here, pal. You got the Atlanta Hawks. How you feeling? You know damn well that this whole podcast was just a lead up to this. Look, the Knicks took care of business at home, although, my God, did they make it interesting the last day of the season. They played the Celtics where basically you, me, and three other guys off the street were playing for the Celtics, and the Knicks uh, were up one with a minute to go. But – they got it done. Look, Atlanta's really good. Like, I respect Atlanta. They got a lot of guys on that team that can score. Um, they do not, however, play defense. And that is where I think the series ends. I think the Knicks take it in six. Maybe it's seven. Um, the big news, they're going to have 13,000-plus at the Garden for game one on Sunday. That is going to be a scene. That is going to be unbelievable. I, my only regret, as I've said in this podcast over and over and over, is that Knicks fans couldn't have that place packed. Now they're going to. And I'm going to guess that it's going to sound like a sellout on Sunday afternoon at the Garden. Do you know how much tickets are going for for? Oh, game? my God. They're probably $1,000 to get in that stadium. Well, they're not 1000 And I'm trying to figure this out. Um, okay. So game one in the Garden. Cheapest seat on StubHub right now. $428. If I lived in New York City, I would absolutely buy a ticket and go to the game. Well, for that, you'd be sitting in row seven behind the bucket in the upper deck. The Fine. next cheapest ticket after that is $788. So maybe you should just buy up that four, 428 and, and Probably like an obstructed view or something. Yeah. Uh, Look, <laughs> it, is, it is going to be bonkers at that place on Sunday afternoon absolutely insane so i i can't wait i'm looking forward i'm going to watch playing games here the next couple of days kind of wet the appetite but they're back it's been incredible but by the way tibbs did not get coach of the year monty williams got it the Suns. that's Which, that's that's fair fair enough he had a great year but my god tibbs i guess the only thing now to do is just win the championship on if you want to sit center court not on the floor uh section 107 not hold on a second not even the, um it's god people have so much money in this world 
center court, 117, cheapest seat, $5,850. On the other side of the court, though, you can get in for $3,150. Buy two, get the deal. There you go. Yeah, right. Uh, Unbelievable. My buddy from college and I, and God, I don't know how the hell he does this. It's, it's gotta be, I think it's true. Like his friend, his family, whatever they have, they have seen season tickets, four rows off the floor in like the corner. Yeah. You, you don't do that doing this for a living. Uh, VIP courtside, by the way, if you want to go for those $31,500, still a, a bargain t- to yeah. see this team and pay homage. <laughs> uh, it's about time. 20 years of this shit. And they're finally great, or at least really good. Although I will say this, my God, if they don't bench Alfred Payton and I have to watch him play Trey Young, I'm going to lose my mind. And I, and I fully expect to lose my mind. But, hey, look, Julius Randle's the best player on the court. They've got the better coach. I respect Nate McMillan, but Tibbs is the better coach. Uh, the Knicks have the better bench. They're far better defensively. I think Atlanta's going to be a problem. They're going to score Bogdanovich and Trey Young and Clint Capella inside. Like, they're not going to, you know, DeAndre Hunter's a good player. They're gonna give them the. They're gonna give the Knicks a run, but I think the Knicks overall are the better. Two NBA thoughts that we're getting out here. Number one, I'm very excited for Lakers Warriors. Let's go Golden State. I give you no chance, but who knows? Let's go Steph. Just have. Oh, an, I give I, them a chance because he could score sixty. We need if if they listen. If LeBron steps on an ankle in the first quarter, I give him a chance. Same you know, Draymond's gonna be looking for that foot all game. Oh. Uh, Let's DM up, baby. Let's go. He's going to be like, oh, I stepped on him accidentally. Yeah, okay. I'd love to see it, but then I want to see the Warriors in the playoffs playing the Jazz. I think that series would be fantastic. Um, And uh, the L.A. Clippers, you're a disgrace to life. Uh, Well, that could could be the name of their book, really dating back. To to sit your players when there's a week off between the start of the, the, the playoffs to actively try to get the four seed to avoid a potential second round matchup with the Lakers and maybe a first round with the Blazers, Ty Lue and company, you all should be embarrassed and it's the wrong strategy. It, it was absolutely positively disgusting and there's nothing the NBA can do, but they should be fined regardless. You know what? I, I will say the NBA, there is a lot of that crap. We're like, you know, I mean, nobody ever plays like a back to back. Give me a break. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, you're, you're, listen, I, I will be that guy. Like, you're paid a fortune. Get out there and play. Like, oh, if you're hurt, fine, by all means. But if you're not hurt, play the damn game. This maintenance crap is ridiculous. Well, the league hates it, and the league is right to hate it. And the league probably needs to be aggressive about it. And I don't know if you want to uh, either A, spread out the schedule, uh, which would, or, and eliminate the preseason or have like a two game preseason, or B, which they won't do, obviously, because everybody wants to make every last dollar in their life. Uh, you know, reduce the schedule a little bit so you don't have the back to backs. And we both know that won't happen. No, it will never said. happen. But, but that's what they need to do, because uh, you know that that whole, you know, Kobe, Michael, whoever you want to name, I'm playing every game because whoever saved up whatever dollars to be in the stadium to see me in the 300 level. And then I just don't play because I'm on a minute reduction. Kawhi Leonard, your fans, it's just, it's just lame and it sucks and it's bad for the league. And I get why they do it too. At the same time. Like, so, can, you, can you imagine like a Thursday night football game? If Mahomes was like, I'm good. Don't need to play this week. We're a lock. Like, can you imagine that? I mean, it'd just be unbelievable by the way. And I'll, I'll we'll get out of here. Your prediction, Nick's Hawks. What do you got? I'm riding the Knicks, baby. Let's go, D Rose. Nixon, Nixon, 
I think it goes to the distance. Knicks in seven. D. Rose has been unbelievable. If the Knicks would like to sign him to the max, I'm all for it at this point. It has been unbelievable how great he's been for them. I, I watched the loss that they had where he played great in the first half, and then the, he's in the second, I, he got banged right when he got in there, and he started looking real tired. It's against the uh, Lakers? Yes. Yeah, they gave him some, they gave him some time off. At the, he had 27 points in that game. Um. So they were shorthanded because they didn't have they didn't have quickly and they didn't have Burks and they were they were basically they had to play him an ungodly amount of minutes. But I'll tell you what, man, that guy comes in off the bench and it is it is unbelievable. I mean, he just destroys whoever they're going against. I just hope he makes it through the playoffs healthy. No, no little tweaks here. Let's go, D Rose. Have an awesome playoff. Good luck to Tibbs. Good luck to you, Verderam. Enjoy it, Thank pal. You. You're back in it with a Can't with wait. A- with home court advantage too in the first round. And hey, anything can happen in that Eastern Conference. I just, I just want them to win one series. And look, they don't, hey, they owe me nothing this year. Win one series. And then they would assumedly play Philly. And they will not beat Philly. But I'll tell you, that will be a brawl to end all brawls defensively with those two teams. It's a good there's there's no dominant team in in the East outside of potentially Brooklyn. But right, right. Who 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 knows if they'll get their like, act together? Could the Knicks take Philly to six? Maybe they got there. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it, it's highly unlikely, but Russ has been doing work, Adam man. Washington's on fire. So, I mean, they, they rose from the depths to where they're at. If they get through, that's, that's an interesting first-round series. So, all right. Thank all right, you for roll. Yep. Thanks for watching, listening, whatever you're doing for Stag in the Box. Any reviews are greatly, greatly appreciated. Vertoram on vacation, doing work. We will see you next week. Aw, you didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for their... This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms.